0: So you're probably wondering why there is an episode in your feed today. Well, we are participating in Micro Show May. As you guys probably know, Nick Vial took a serious dig at the smaller podcasts who don't have bachelor alumni hosting it, calling us micro shows.
1: You have all these other like little podcasts and micro shows.
0: And now we are banding together for Micro Show May. So as we're banding together, we are going to be releasing one episode per week from a micro show that you probably already know and love, but maybe if you haven't given enough attention to. So this week's micro show is, drum roll. Dave Neal's Bachelor Rush Hour. We love Dave, he is a friend of the show. We have
2: been on his YouTube channel a bunch and we have had him on once or twice to help recap some things. We just love supporting other creators. So if you haven't given him a listen, definitely now is the time. And yeah, and if you're also just like very mad at Nick Vile, I think this is an amazing way to get back at him. Yeah, so
0: check out Dave's episode here. He releases daily. So I I Mm -hmm. subscribe to, to Bachelor Rush Hour. I think you should too. Give Dave a listen. And again, yeah, if you like what you hear, go over to Dave's podcast and give him a follow and subscribe. On with the show
3: hello everybody it's dave neil stand-up comic and host of bachelor nation news uh your afternoon rush hour begins right now, you're gone now or you're coming back. this song's called yeah, end that. destination yeah, and thank you guys for being my end destination today, the Afternoon Rush Hour podcast. We've got a lot to get to today. Katie Thurston gets hit on at Home Depot, Bachelorette Katie Thurston, and we'll discuss her. We actually went to the Magic Castle over the weekend. Got a special birthday announcement today. And Nick Fiel, uh dishes on his 18-year age gap in his relationship. So we'll have that and more on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. Let's go. All right, hopefully, I'm your end destination today. Let's kick it. Happy May 8th, 2023. Lots going on in the history of May 8th here. Did you know that on May 8th, uh, Coca-Cola was invented? Can you believe it? On May 8th, 1886, Dr. John Pemberton sold the first glass of Coca-Cola at Jacobs Pharmacy in downtown Atlanta. Okay, Diet Coke wasn't invented till I started power recapping, and that is the drink of, uh, of our community. Not a sponsor, though. Wish they were. Also uh, in the news on May 8th, 1945, it was the end of the uh, World War II, officially ended in Europe. Up at midnight on uh, May eighth, nineteen forty five. A lot of different in uh, birthdays on May eighth. D- Sir David Attenborough from every amazing documentary. David Attenborough. Yeah, that's a bad accent. Uh, it was his birthday, and also my uh, significant other, uh, the wife of Bachelor Nation, Tasha Courtney, celebrates her birthday today. Happy birthday, Tasha. Uh-huh. then. So yeah, May eighth, a beautiful time of year, uh, tourist season, baby. That's right. My birthday was last week, and now we've got Tasha's here. She, of course, is a valued member of the community, uh, and we're gonna go get massages tonight. We're gonna go get some deep tissue massages, and then get Thai food. I don't know. We just, you ever do that? You ever just settle on something that works? We love massages. This is what this is what you get to when you got two selfish people. We don't like to touch each other. We just like to be touched. <laughs> so we. Found out. No, because look, it's fine. Giving someone a massage is great, but whenever I give Tasha a massage, I'm always cranking my neck or my hip. You know, you're always in a weird position. So instead, we go to this great um, um, Thai massage place. They do like a deep tissue Swedish uh, and Thai like infuse. They use different techniques. They got the bars. They, they hold onto the bars as they walk all over you. Oh, that's me. I just love to be walked on. That's what you get here in Hollywood. Just people walking on you. You got to pay for it. So we're going to do that and then we're going to end it with um, one of my favorite Thai places in Silver Lake. Lots of fun. But today, this morning, Katie Thurston reported back. She's at a Home Depot trying to get some work done here for, I think she's building her studio setup, to be honest. And here's her recounting, uh, getting hit on.
2: So everyone talks about how Home Depot is like a great
4: place like me, guys, which sure, yeah. But you know what? It's also a great place to just pick up your freaking gardening sh- that you need today uh, which is what I was doing and what you don't account for is when you do get hit on in a Home Depot it's mm, 930 in the morning on a Monday it's quiet in there it's quiet so when this gentleman proceeds to hit on me it's not just me and him in this aisle it's me him and like six other people so I had to reject this man to his face and in front of six other people and it's like so awkward like my vibe my body language is like don't I'm not in the mood You got quite the project going on, don't (laughs) you? Yeah, I do. I'm not asking any questions. I am simply
3: responding. And I think that's what it comes down to. I think I think you're allowed to approach somebody in public. I mean, you are, whether it's uh, socially acceptable or not. It's legal. And, you know, but if the other person doesn't reciprocate with any furthering questions, call it a day. Oh, you got a project going on? Oh, yeah, I do. What are you working on? Well, my wife and I got a divorce, and I've been remodeling the man cave. Oh, no way. So what what part of town do you live in? Oh, I'm on East La Brea. Oh, me, oh my gosh, I'm not too far away. And the next thing you know, you can go have a date or whatever. You know, but in this case, you know, she she gave off the not interested dude. And of course, men, you know, sadly, you know, my gender that, you know, we are just not good at picking up social cues. We are not. uh, Do me a favor. uh, Leave a social cue on the reviews. Uh, Go to the review section on your Apple iPhone and just give us a five star review. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. But either way, Katie Thurston and joined my wife and I on Friday, uh, along with Jess and Evan from Your Mom and Dad Pod. And we went to the illustrious Magic Castle. It's an invite-only castle in Hollywood been open, I think, since the 60s, and they've got multiple rooms where they do magic. They've got an illusion room, you know, a couple hundred-seater. They have the close-up magic where you see card tricks and your you know, uh, sleight of hand and things like that. That's done in a different room, and very expensive cocktails, and you have to dress up. No phones allowed, which is nice. It's probably one of the only places left in the world where you cannot bring your cell phone into the... Or you can bring it in. You just can't take any photos. So no proof that I was there. But I tell you, it was a ton of fun. And for my wife's birthday weekend, actually next weekend, we're doing something special. It's a secret. So I can't tell you guys, Uh, but I will I will report back to you what it is. We're going to go on a nice little weekend getaway. But yesterday we did a Wim Hof breathing exercise uh, from three to 6 PM at this guy who, uh, who uh, sort of uh, uh, facilitates these breathing workouts. You put on wireless headphones and they have this like very cool music and you just lay down on your your yoga mat, and they run you through exercises, and then after that, a cold plunge. Now, I've I've seen people do cold plunges before. I've seen it, not a big deal, you know. Oh, you got some ice cubes in your bath, whatever. This cold plunge was from the depths of, I mean, this was like polar vortex cold plunge. He needed a sledgehammer to break the ice up before we got in. So there's just shards of ice. I felt like Jack in Titanic. I'm like, Rose, Rose, you know what I mean? Jack, Uh, and then there's enough room for both of us, Rose. Uh, You know what I mean? She's like, well, not really, um, but either way, you do it for two minutes and you immediately get in and your body just wants to you know breathing, you gotta force the deep breaths. you gotta you know, you gotta uh, gr- a lot of grunting and groaning. Uh, here's what I've learned the sounds you make in an ice bath are usually the same sounds you make when you have sex uh, you know you know some tears some joys you fart a little bit you know so a lot of, a lot of things happening I'm wearing socks in both cases now. Uh, but either way I felt amazing afterwards I'm so glad I did it from the ice bath I had to go to a stand-up show right after I was worried I'd be like shivering but it was uh, went perfectly well and why do I share all this with you guys well we do have bachelor news we're gonna get to it I've got my Nick files story uh, we'll play for you. Nick and uh, his uh, fiance talk about their age gap. We'll play that featured content in a second. But I, I, I share this after having my birthday celebration last week, my 38th. And you know, look, hey, I'm not pretending that 38 is old, but it is old when you play baseball, a kid's game. You know, your limbic, your uh, joints are getting flared. Your knees are broken. I got a sore glute muscle. Everything goes. And I decided um, I joined my, rejoined my baseball league uh, on Saturday night, and uh, which is going to come in handy that I'm going to the m- masseuse today because I'm stiff as a board, baby. But uh, for more reasons than one. Uh, uh, but uh, the ice bath really does it to you. No, I'm kidding. The ice bath is the opposite. It of a um, uh, us being stiff as a board, it's, you're uh, shrunk as a, a you know uh, a cotton sock you know in the in the dryer. I don't know. You get what I'm trying to say. So I go to the, I go to my baseball game and I just say, Dave, don't overdo it. I'm pitching. I thought I was going to be in relief. They have me start. I haven't picked up a baseball in a year and a half. You know, usually I spend two three months getting warmed up. And I just I just lubed myself up. I had some ibuprofen. I had you know what I did. I'll tell you this. The, you know what I did for my baseball game? I micro dosed an edible. It's not a bad idea, you know, because you're not doing too much. It's just a little bit. And it, and, and it comes in handy to have a little bit of your to have your joints loosen up with a little micro dose. And today's Bachelor Rush Hour podcast is actually sponsored by Microdose dose gummies. Uh, boy, I'm using them, baby. An incredible entry level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. I tell you what, I'm not saying you'll be a good baseball player if you use it. I can't make that promise. But I struck out the side, baby. I uh, the, the, the change-ups, the splitters were low. I didn't injure myself. I didn't throw too hard. I just relaxed. Microdosing helps curb my anxiety. You know, you get you get there, whether it's stand-up or pitching or, or when I'm bachelor recapping. I just get so much adrenaline. I get so excited. And then you can't even hear what I'm saying. It's, uh, it's almost like I'm sabotaging myself. So uh, by doing that breath workout and by doing the ice bath, which really trains you to really slow down, and then by having a little microdose edible, I think... What What I'm trying to get at is life you don't have to be in the fast lane all the time. You can take it at your own speed and I think that's what, you know, good immunity is all about, is taking things at your own speed, not overdoing it. And you know my schedule. I'm making content all day long, so whether it's ending the day or starting the day with a nice little uh, microdose, not a bad idea. Anyway, microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code Hour to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. Again, that's microdose.com com code rush hour. So I go to my pitching and it goes well and I go, how can I apply some of this energy where I where I, I almost I like have the confidence and go, you know what, Dave? I am enough. I've always said this as my mantra. I am enough. I have enough. I want to share it. That's my mantra. What I have within me is enough. It's enough for you. It's enough for the baseball field. It's enough for the stand-up crowd. And I don't need to pull any tricks or be anything more than what I am willing to be and what I'm capable of being. And I think that's a healthy place to be. I think that's like a zone of confidence, just staying within yourself and thriving there. And too often, I think we try to do too many things in the world where, oh, you got to do this. You do that. Are you in TikTok? Get on be real. You gotta so many things. And it's like it just reminded me, you know, playing baseball for the first time in a while. My stand-up show went really well last night. By the way, I got a show Thursday in Burbank. If anyone wants to come, they'll be in New York in a few weeks too. But it's really just reminded me that I am enough. The podcast is enough. You guys are listening because you pick up my vibes and that's a good thing. And it's all about picking up each other's vibes and finding some company. I'll be the guy riding shotgun with you as we get you home from work. Maybe have a smile on her face. Maybe take the time when we see our family today or get on that phone call with our mom to be serving of others, to be Uh, to really feel that gratitude for what it is we get to do, for the life we get to live, for the company we get to keep. So with all of that said, I'm grateful for the breath work. I'm grateful that I can play baseball, that I can perform stand-up comedy, and I'm grateful that I have you guys in my audience thank you all so, so much for all of your support. It's been a very quiet time of year for Bachelor, but we do have an interview to share with you. This is Nick and Natalie on the Squeeze podcast, which is hosted by Taylor Lautner and Taylor Lautner. That's right. Two Taylor Lautners do make a right um, uh, or a left. I don't know. Uh, and they interview Natalie and discuss what's it like being in a relationship with someone who's big in the Bachelor world. We'll get to that interview right after a break for a word from our sponsors all right so without further ado here is nick vial and natalie joy on the squeeze podcast discussing the age gap and dealing with haters in bachelor nation we are just going to discuss uh the aspect of natalie joy dating a reality star and what has come from that let's have a listen
2: once you like guys made an official you've like obviously learned that he was like very much in the public eye um I don't know, like, if that's something that you come from, but for me, when we first started dating, that was like, no, I was just a normal person. Same. Um, so that was like a very large adjustment. I mean, even to this day, still
3: is. Um, Do you think when they get in fights, Taylor Lautner's like, "You're no Robert Pattinson," you know what I mean? For
2: me, what was that like, um, like for you and for you guys together with that?
4: Honestly, kind of terrifying. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I, we want. I just wanted to like push this like you know sharing with the world as much as we could. Yeah. So I'm like, I just don't know if I'm ready to have a third party in our relationship and like everyone's opinions. And
3: so you were wanting to hold back on it. Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah.
4: let's keep this just us. And yeah. um we were actually outed and then there was paparazzi yeah. outside of our house, like caught us walking and then it was this whole Yeah things that was out there but
3: yeah. i personally have a hard time believing paparazzi's hanging out at their house just because that you know paparazzi these days it's not the it's not the uh, sort of market that it used to be usually you have to call the paparazzi for them to show up but i will i will take their i will take their word for it here
4: uh it was
2: definitely intimidating yeah we yeah, took our for
1: time sure. with it for sure yeah. yeah machination is intense yeah
2: well that's what i was just about True. to say. So, you know i'm very lucky that like Taylor's fans are just like, they're so loving and they're so kind. So like when we started dating, like I didn't get any backlash, but you know, the fans of like reality TV and yeah. those types of people they, can definitely they be, can a, be critical yeah, at times can be a little less forgiving. Here's the
3: thing, right? Nick's not wrong. He's absolutely right reality TV audiences are so critical and, and maybe not on every topic but if you post that you've got a I mean no matter what you post they will find something you know I posted photos of a cowhide rug in the background the vegans come after me you know you post a photo you know there's just one thing after another everyone's got their own beef and when you have an audience that's big enough you're always doing something wrong it's exhausting everyone who's in Bachelor Nation has to learn how to just deal with it and know that it's not your issue it's theirs but that doesn't mean there aren't valid you know um, you know, criticisms, of course, we've been very critical of the way Nick has dismissed the um, new uh, foundation, the UCAN Foundation, who is trying to do good by providing mental health help to people. Uh, clearly, he was triggered uh, by something that went down with that situation and, and responded in a way that w- that a lot of people think that it was the wrong, the wrong response. That it was very flippant to a big issue that existed. But regardless of that, putting that aside, they're still humans. They still have to deal with this on the day to day. Don't they deserve to be happy? Boy, is it a weird Monday? Is it barrel scraping season when I'm here defending Nick? But don't they deserve to be happy and not deal with the criticisms from strangers in their DMs?
1: Um, But overall, I think it's been a generally positive experience. I mean, but, you know, there's pockets of people who, you know, look for things. (laughs) Yeah, It's definitely
4: weird to have, like, I'm sure you can relate to this. have so many people give you their opinion. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just like went, I mean, I would post and go about my day and didn't really care. And now it's like, oh my God, wait, your feelings are hurt. Like, what are you talking about? I yeah. just posted like a picture of my morning coffee. Like, well, how did I hurt your feelings? And yeah. now you just have to think of so much, so many other people's opinions. And it's been yeah, overwhelming. But yeah,
3: we tried holding that back for as long as possible, too. Um, cause yeah, as soon as you open it up and welcome the third party,
1: it's just, it changes. Yeah. It's like by the time, yeah, I think we had a pretty good connection with each other before you open that door, so to speak, because it can, it has its challenges. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, I think we went like, good, like 10 months before. About nine, 10 months.
1: Was there a time where like, after we were public, where you thought like like holy shit this is this might suck was it like do you remember your first real negative experience
3: yeah when you took more time getting ready for the movies than he she okay i'm kidding
4: um probably just like the rush of dms of like mean comments about you know I'm a child bride and I'm, you know, just child the terrible, bride. terrible things people would call me. Uh, but I don't think.
3: They they haven't gotten married yet. She is 24. I'm not here to have a debate about age gaps. As you guys know, my record on this uh, regarding Nick's relationship has been to not comment on anything that's not given to us. In this case, this is an interview they're giving to us so we can comment on it. Uh but uh, you know, who, who who am I and who the hell are you to decide what's right or wrong, you know, with their relationship? I don't know. Maybe maybe you feel like you're entitled to it. I don't know. I mean, I think notes.
4: we navigated <laughs> it fairly well Child and you Christ. you you taught me to not
3: <laughs> I'm pretty good at ignoring things. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he gave me a lot of advice on that which helped. Do you feel like it has like Because I feel like with us, definitely, it didn't take a toll on our relationship, but it definitely, like, either, like, I don't want to say set us back. But there's definitely, like, speed bumps with it, like, being public and, like, definitely affected our mental health. Do you feel like it, like, had an effect on, like, the mental health as, like, you guys together if it was, like, individually or were you just kind of able to drown it out?
4: I don't know. I'm, I've just recently started therapy which has been uh, a complete like life-altering experience for me I've learned so much just about you know the way I process things the way I I really
3: like this convo but it feels like I'm watching it at half speed is it just me have I had too much have I had too much coffee that I that that this energy is too slow for me either way I mean it works
4: people in my life and I think the most Important thing is probably just how learning how my brain works. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm in a specific therapy called EMDR. Oh my gosh, we've been wanting to to do it. Oh, it's insane. Oh wow, it's so insane. So, wait, what is it exactly? It's like
2: trauma. Um, I mean, you could probably explain it better.
4: It's yeah, it's for people who've experienced any sort of trauma. It stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. Mm -hmm. So basically. Through bilateral vibrations in your hands, you hold these things that vibrate, it stimulates your brain. Oh, and then you have a licensed professional kind of guide you. Mm
2: -hmm.
4: And so you're able to.
3: Boy, this sounds like such a white woman thing to do. You gotta soak your crystals in the full, in the tears of the full moon. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. Hey, therapy is great. She's 24, getting therapy. Uh, at such a young age, a, ch- a, a, a is is a good thing. A lot of people don't realize their issues to like pass them on to their kids. Looking at you, mom. Just kidding. All right, so let's go to one more. I want to go to one more clip here. You got to give you, him you, him ha- you ha- have to credit where it's due. A uh, Nick's podcast has actually grown leaps and bounds uh, as of late. Uh, I think it's it's helped. He's been covering uh, Love Is Blind and other reality shows that have been very hot, and he's been getting the featured interviews for those. So he's been doing really well. Credit where it's due for his podcast. He has multiple producers on on healthcare, you know, you know my opinions on this i don't think employers should have to cover people's healthcare. i think it should be provided and um you know that's a different story uh, but good for him for doing that podcast uh-huh. it's doing all right doing okay congratulations by the way thank you um it's currently number one in news and society is it
1: it's number it was this morning it was three overall in the world and number one in society and culture. Society.
3: And what's interesting with charting, when you look at charting, go to chartable here. Um, a number one podcast really means how many um, uh, how many new subscribers you're getting. So when something does really well, you get. You get you get um, you know you get featured and bumped up. So right now he's at 149th in all podcasts in the U.S., which is an incredible feat. He's 160. I don't know how he's 160. Oh, that's in Great Britain. In the U, in the U.S. he's ranked number 21 in society and culture. Whereas mine, you know, we're we're a, you know we're a one-man shop over here. Just started in the fall, has picked up a lot of steam here. We are. Um, in the United States of America, in relationships, we are at one forty eighth, and we're oh look in Mexico we're one forty six. So and uh, we we are trending in relation. I don't know why we're trending in relationships, but anyway, thanks for all the five star reviews. Although that one person said I have too many ads, but you know, got to pay the bills, folks. Either way, um, uh, I want to thank everyone who's checked out Bachelor Rush Hour, my podcast. But uh, enough about me and culture. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's doing okay. It's doing okay. Um, Oprah's trying to hunt you down. Oh. <laughs> uh, what do you, what do you, other than you just being magnificent, <laughs> what do you think it is about your show that has just taken off? And wh- what do you think the secret juice is?
1: Um, well, one, I love it. Yeah. You mm. know, passion. Yeah. yeah. Wow and i just, i just love doing it when yeah. i first started doing it I, I i didn't do it for the money i i wasn't really making much money for the first yeah. couple months So I think that's important for anything you do. You have to really love it because there is a lot of work involved in anything, you know.
3: So if you love something and work hard, it only takes you two months to make money on it. You know, most people will do podcasting for a decade before they make money, but good for him. him. He had a social media following and he spun it into something bigger. Anyone who's on the Bachelor franchise can try to do that and not many do.
1: To to do anything great, you know, and and to be successful at something, you know at, at the highest levels, yeah, you it, it takes a lot of work, and if if you don't have a passion for it, yeah, chances are you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna be like, oh, it's not really for me, yeah. Um, so that's number one, and then I think you know uh, it's beneficial. I think the things that we talk about on our show uh resonate with.
3: Alright, so anyway, you can go check out his podcast Vile Files. That's probably going to be all I'm going to cover on this. So, not much. They didn't say much about Toxic Bachelor Nation, but, you know, when you say Toxic Bachelor Nation, don't take it personally. It's not everybody. It's just with an audience and a fan base so big, a small percentage, even if it's one tenth of one percent, if they want to go into DMs and wreak havoc, they can. And I guess what Natalie has learned and Nick learns is that you just learn to get over it. And, you know, you know, like I've said this before, you know, doing comedy for so long. I've finally gotten enough... love on the internet that strangers have started calling me a failed comedian you know what I mean it takes 10 years of hard work to become an overnight failure and you have to realize that uh, you know uh, the the key is is that with any success you're going to find haters out there but they're never doing better than you and that's what you have to learn haters are always checking out what you're doing and um, I have a lot of respect for Nick's business model and what they're doing there Uh, we'll still be critical of things we disagree with that's what we got to do over here is to share our opinions that's all I've got I've got you, babe. And speaking of sharing opinions, I got invited to be back on Ireland AM. Hey, how many people do we have in Ireland out there? Do we have a big Irish population? You guys might not remember this. Maybe you do. Last year, I got invited to be on Ireland AM. It's like their Today Show. You know, it's like their morning TV show. It's just this bloke, I guess he was a... Former rugby player, he's just this good-looking dude, and I don't know his co-host, who they are. But they brought me on to discuss a topic last year, and you might know from this soundbite, they called my opinion rubbish. That's rubbish, Dave. So they invited me back on today, or tomorrow, I should say, for their like 8 a.m. segment in Ireland, which I don't know if they record in Dublin. I don't know. I'm assuming they're in Dublin. I don't know. Maybe they're in Galway. Who knows where they are in Ireland? Shout out to Cork County. Uh, maybe they're, I don't know, North Ireland. Wherever they are, in my time, it's like midnight. So... Last time I was on it, I had my edible, which, you know, is by all means, get your microdose.com, use code Rush Hour, uh, use code Dave, what, what's the code Dave? Use the code Rush Hour for 30% off. But I was like, do I want to go back on Ireland AM? They wanted me to discuss the writer's strike. Uh, last time when I was in um, Indonesia, they wanted me to come on and, and discuss, uh, I think, the Oscars or whatever. So it's like, why, like do I want to be, I don't know, do I want to be their correspondent? Bruce in the comment section on Patreon said, Said, if I can call one of them rubbish, I should I should do it. That's rubbish, Dave. So if anyone's in Ireland tomorrow morning, listen to Ireland AM. Or whatever the hell the show's called. And I'm going to try to get on it and I'm going to try to call them rubbish. I got it, you know, you don't call me rubbish without me giving it back to you. So here's my chance to uh, give them a little bit. Uh, But we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. Oh, I figured maybe I'll get a couple of new Irish fans and who knows can join the Bachelor Rush Hour podcast. I don't know. Do they have the, I don't think they have the Bachelor in Ireland. They just have a, you know, a a bunch of guys drinking Guinness and um, I feel like the group date is just in a potato farm. All right. Well, we'll see if I make it to the Irish airwaves tomorrow um i've got my interview with katie thurston that i did this past friday that will air this coming friday um, it's it's a good one. Uh, you know, Katie did Driving with Dave. If you're on the Patreon, you've seen some behind-the-scenes clips of that. If you want some context to the behind-the-scenes interviews, of course, a few weeks ago we had Susie, we had Reality Steve, now we have Katie Thurston, I think we might have Demi, and we'll just keep on getting guests. We'll keep talking to them about things I feel like they haven't been asked in other interviews. We'll barrel-scrape the hell out of it. With Katie Thurston, we actually talked about her upbringing. She grew up in a pretty low-income area, and it's very interesting to hear her discuss Growing up low income, and also you know discusses you know that she found out um, relatively recently that her biological father isn't the man she thought her dad was. It was actually somebody else, and we have a very open and honest conversation about all of that um, through the uh, vehicle, no pun intended, of a Prius. You know, three cameras set up in the Prius, we drive around town, drink us some Diet Cokes. And um, have some real conversations, and I think you're going to enjoy that. So if you want the the behind-the-scenes, go to patreon.com slash Dave Neal and check that out. Um, Otherwise, I'll be back tomorrow. I'll let you know how the massage and Thai food went. And um, until uh, further notice, I've been Dave Neal, and this has been Bachelor Rush Hour. (laughs)